1: Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions.
2: Man, all of the content warnings, lots of discussion of child abuse, human trafficking, physical abuse, familial abuse, anything to do with this man is poison. (laughs) underneath. Wendy's like, i was so excited to come to
3: work with you. And now this is all you're doing is sitting here. I know. It's like bring your dog to work day. But you live like a life of like lighting yourself on fire. So, you know, to come to work, you're just sitting down. She's like, I'm confused. Where's the fire? Speaking of dangerous, I went to a dive bar by myself. That is dangerous. Like I don't co-host a show about missing women. Mm -hmm. And I ran into a friend of mine. He's like a 65-year-old gay man. And like he's doing art. And I got so excited about his artwork. And I just drank and I drank and I drank. And I just bought this like two sweaters at like a Goodwill situation. And I'm leaving and I drop the bag and I go to pick it up and I fall down. I fall on my knees and like fall on my face. Oh, God. I busted my lip and I think my teeth moved back. Do you see it? Do you see my teeth? I don't see your teeth different. Oh, okay. I micromanage my face just like a surgeon. Just I like, mean, we yeah, yeah. you know, that's part of the... Yeah. But I will say the goodness of humanity because I went there for one round just drinking on my own just like talking to everybody and then they saw me talking to this older guy and they saw us leave and people fled the bar after me. Oh, that's good. And they were yeah, like, uh, you do not get in a car with her. You don't... Blah, 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 blah. Like they were like watching out after me. Oh, that's really nice to hear. To I notice. know. Humanity wins. Unfortunately, he was just being a nice man. <laughs> I know. So he got yelled at. Oops. And when I fell, I do remember. Oh, oh. And I did leave my two sweaters and a belt that I bought like somewhere in the oh, world. Bummer. I know. But the amount of times I've like taken a piece of clothing I found that I thought was cool. Yeah. I'm giving back.
2: Yeah. I guess. Yeah, somebody else is gonna find that. They're
3: gonna look somebody's gonna look really good this fall. Yeah,
2: totally. They were cute. I like that outlook. And then you haven't really been drinking, so that was one of the only times you'd been drinking recently. And I yeah. think the lesson we take from that is you have to consistently drink.
3: <laughs> or you'll so. fall.
2: Yeah. Welcome to someplace underneath. I'm Natalie Jean. I'm Amber Nelson. We have nothing but good advice here.
3: Absolutely. Just get drunk and light yourself on fire, ladies. Yes. We can do it. <laughs> Oh, we're talking about your favorite
2: guy. Well, we are. You love him. Actually, before we start that, have you been following the Amaranth situation at all? Yes, (sighs) I have. And it's so scary. Harrowing. She is a Twitch streamer who... We're finding a lot about... I knew of her just because she does the hot tub streams, which... Mm -hmm. Fucking girl. She's gorgeous. Oh, my God. So, so beautiful. But apparently, she's been basically trafficked by her husband for years and nobody knew. And then she basically went live while she was on the phone with him and just let him scream Mm -hmm. on the live. And um, really scary. But she has recently updated it saying that she's safe she didn't stream today her and her
3: horses i saw that
2: horses and her dogs all of her animals are safe i say that because he was threatening to kill her animals oh my god (laughs) which is why she went live i saw people criticizing her for not keeping it quote-unquote private whereas she has for like the last six years been keeping it private and finally like out of desperation of not wanting her animals killed took it to a live stream and um, people were like why are you airing out your business? Which is
3: a problem. People have been so nasty. I saw these two dudes that were like, oh, so she got married. So, oops, like she's going to give him half because like they're married now. And I'm like, I don't think if an abuser mm-hmm. is married to this person, if they get half, I don't think that is legally how it works. Well,
2: especially because she has now divulged that, you know, if she is down to do the hot tub streams and all, do all that stuff. I'm fucking more power. God bless you. But she said that he has basically forced her into doing the sexual stuff that, like, he was human trafficking her. Yeah. Like, she was working under his thumb and he would, like, hold her accounts. Like, he took over her bank accounts, was threatening to kill her animals. Uh. To force her into these, like, scandalous clothing kind of scenarios, which is fine, but she didn't. That was not her choice. That's crazy. So, no, I don't think he gets any of that money. No,
3: no. And it's weird how you can be trafficked and, like, out in public and no one has any idea. Yeah. I just pictured her, like, when she turned off the camera, just, like, going to bed in soft pink pillows. And just right. Being like, night, night, God, you know. Right.
2: Right. No, she was saying on her most recent stream that he kept her on a three to five hour a night sleep schedule so that she could stream enough for, quote unquote, them. Although he was like, you know, holding her money. That's what her. cults
3: do. They deny you food and sleep. It's so what they pimps can...
2: do. Yeah. It's human trafficking. Like, he's probably not going to face any charges, but it should be illegal. So there's all kinds of different trafficking. And this is still tying in slightly to the parasocial exploitation, except... She was getting it from behind the scenes. And a which husband
3: is, and not a father.
2: Yeah. And I mean, that's all. They, they can all be that. <laughs> also women, of course. Yeah. But the person we've been talking about is only focused on young girls. And we are going to talk some more about Davi today. Real name is Jesus David Torres. And I'm not going to refer to him as Davi past this. And man, Amber... <laughs> And everybody listening, I'm overwhelmed by the number of you who've reached out with experiences with Torres and Jeffree Star. Like, I knew that the number was a lot, but I can't. I'm still stunned by how many of you have reached out to me just being like, oh, yeah, I had this terrible experience with
3: him. Yeah. So many people. Yeah, I've had some folks reach out to me, too. I'm so sorry that happened to you. And they do it when they're young because you don't know how the world works. Your brain is still forming in your skull.
2: Yeah. Even our editor had had a nasty sort of interaction with Jeffree Star, which is just like he had a bad interaction on a warp Tour with Jeffree Star during the Blood on the Dance Floor phase. And he basically got like screamed at by Jeffree for scuffing his shoe.
3: (laughs) Oh, my God. It's almost like these musicians that are so wild and crazy with all this makeup are assholes.
2: Hey, don't hate on makeup people because. No,
3: no no hate on makeup people. Some of my favorite
2: shows, Ghost, one of the best shows, The Addicts, one of my favorite shows ever, Turbo Nangro, one of my
3: favorite shows ever. Right. But maybe it's the only the black and white makeup. Maybe that's it. (laughs) And I did run into a musician, and I won't say his name, but we'll say his name is Waco. We'll just say that's his name. It kind of sounds like it. Uh-huh. He was like, "What's your Instagram?" And I gave my an Instagram, and he starts messaging me these things that are like, "You don't know my life. I'm from Eastern Europe, and I've had to fight for everything I've had. You've never done." And I was like, "I've had a five second conversation." Wow. With you. And he would just immediately was like, "Come see my show on Thursday night." I was like, "No, Ugh. no," and I blocked his ass. Wow, he was trying to. <laughs>
2: Just get you to come to a show. Huh? Yeah,
3: you could just say, Come to my show.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's great. Well, I love that for you, Amber. <laughs> yeah, so bear with us. We're working through these messages. I'm going to try to get back to everyone and sincerely thank you all for sharing your stories with us because I know it can't be easy. And saying I'm sorry for what you've gone through doesn't do it really any justice. But we are working on talking to some of you who want your stories told, we're working to try to work with the people who have been keeping this case going to make sure that this doesn't go away. Like, I can't handle this just going away into the darkness.
3: Yeah, because he keeps, like, getting away, yeah. you know? And, like, with terrible things. Yeah. And, you know, I knew these
2: guys were fucking creeps, but holy
3: shit, how do they have time to do
2: anything but prey on little girls by the sheer number I mean, their music people? sucks. Obviously, they well, weren't yeah. rehearsing. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I do think that this band is all a front for Tora's to do the only thing that he cares about, which is rape, I guess. We left off when we were about to discuss the horrible story of Jesse Slaughter, whose name is actually Damian Leonhard and has come out as non-binary, but at the time was going by Jesse Slaughter. They were a 10-year-old child when they started making contact with Torres in 2009. If a 10-year-old came up to me, I'd
3: be like, here's some candy, go away.
2: Yeah. And they were posting online at the time. And there's videos. I mean, I've looked through so many of them. They look like what they are, which is an elementary school student. It's so crazy to me. I just I don't get it. They had been attending shows and talking to Torres on MySpace at this time. At the time in 2009, Torres was 24. And again, they were 10. So the first time he assaulted Damien occurred in April of that same year at 10 years old. Being 10, Damien assumed that it was okay, And that's what grownups did. And he was doing these things because he must have thought that they were cool. I really, really, really recommend you go and listen to Damien's interviews with Chris Hansen and Repsilla. I'm so incredibly in awe of this young person and the strength that they had to come through everything that they've been through. And also to be able to find humor in some of it, like. Very
3: funny and cool-seeming and just such a badass. Sometimes you have to. Mm -hmm. You have to find humor and stuff. I know I have really dark humor that's just a coping mechanism. Wait, are you saying comedians are coping? (laughs) Interesting. (laughs) No, of
2: course. Yeah, no. And I always find just I enjoy that in a person whenever, you know, because when you go through some really terrible shit, I really admire when somebody can find the weird humor in all of it, you know? And you can just see, it just shines through how much better of a person Damien is in every way over Taurus, just every way. And you can see why Taurus sort of preys on people like this because he just wants to take from them and take from them and take from them because he has nothing. The Damien's trauma has never been addressed in the justice system, like, really makes, it turns my stomach. And for Damien's part, they also echo my sentiments on why that is.
4: He's been investigated at least twice, Dallas County, Florida, once in Colorado for this kind of activity. He's skated both times because either the alleged victim changed the story. He's alluded uh, to financial payments uh, in some videos and some uh, digital appearances. Do you think he's bought his way out of this?
5: Oh, yes, yeah, certainly. Occasions? Certainly. He's a rich kid from a rich family. He's bought his way out. He's got connections to police in Florida. He's got a bunch of money, even though he's in a lot of debt now because he put himself that way. But he's, he's just a rich kid who doesn't know consequences.
4: How do you think he's gotten away with this for so long?
5: People not wanting to believe women. People not wanting to... Like, we see people who we don't think are desirable, and we want to believe the worst of them. And... I guess I'm just a good example. You know, you see the foul mouth kid, and you want to think the foul mouth kid has done something wrong. So, you know, you're not going to believe them when they've come out about the horrifying thing. And he preys on young women who are vulnerable, who are in this sort of, like, rough-and-tumble cast, who have broken families, who are into, like, heavy music and gothic culture. He picks on people who are least likely to be the lead.
4: Do you think people still look at you and say, yeah, that's horrible. She was 10, 11 and 12 years old. But, you know, where were her parents? What was she thinking? Uh, Why didn't she come forward earlier? Why didn't she tell police Uh, all the questions that some people would ask? who have never been in this situation or never talked to a survivor as we're doing right now. What do you say to those people?
5: It's tough, especially when you're in a very complicated situation where there's many layers and things moving at the same time. Like, during the You Done Goofed incident, I did talk to police about Davi, but they didn't want to hear me. They were so focused on the allegations against my father that they just skated over Davi. And that happens to a lot of victims, where their stories are either swept under the rug, or there's just, like, just forgotten
3: about in the chaos that is heartbreaking and they're right the fact that like you kind of have to be a quote-unquote perfect victim Mm -hmm. to be believed you have to be the blonde tiny little perfect parents have to be together Mm -hmm. you have to come from money and then you might be believed yeah god forbid you have dyed hair or your parents are divorced yeah Totally. And they were just mentioning the you done goofed
2: situation, which we're going to talk about in a second. And I just I think Damien put it really succinctly there that this is why he's gotten away with it for so long. Our justice system is not set up to take care of the unwashed. Yeah. If you
3: I, will. I wonder if it derives from this medieval thinking, because I do think that human beings are emotionally evolving and mm-hmm. that takes time. I agree. But there are still some people, particularly boomers, that they still have this medieval thought of if something bad happened to you, you probably deserved it. Mm-hmm. And not all boomers. Not my all mom, boomers. My mom
2: would like me to say that. No, no. Yeah, my not, mom
3: is not like that. No, yeah, not all. But, but
2: there is an overriding mentality in that age range Based on the, the like, people who are calling the shots in that age range are the ones who are the worst people. Yeah. And, you know, I guess that's part for the course with people who get to the rise to the top because they things that we want to change in, in the generations going forward that you don't get to the top because you're ruthless and cutthroat and are willing to crush anyone beneath you to get there. People who are talented don't all have to also be rapists. Also, people who aren't talented don't all have to be rapists in yeah. the case of Torres. So historically, including in the situation, instead of looking at the young person and saying, oh, maybe they're in danger, maybe they need help... Maybe their dad has daughter issues, not daddy issues in the kid.
3: Yeah. Why are you blaming a little girl for a grown man's problem?
2: Right. Instead going, oh, they're trash. They're asking for this trouble. La, la, la. Treating them like adults, really. I remember my school treating me like that when I'd be physically assaulted or straight up tortured in the hallways.
3: You were tortured, Natalie? Oh Wait, come God. on. The girl with the the dyed hair and the crazy eyes? Yeah, I had... Tall girl? Yeah. From having a shaved head and wearing combat
2: boots, I might as well have, like, murdered their mother, you know? I minded my own business. I just looked different, and that's how, like, the authority figures in my school would treat me like what did you think was going to happen you dressing like that yeah
3: even teachers would be bad like I remember going to teachers and being like I'm having these problems and they would look at me like I was bad too mm-hmm. yeah
2: and a lot of times the torments in my school were coming from guys mm. older guys like you know from freshmen like an 18 year old guys like throwing shit in my face and stuff and it was treated in that way just being like well maybe if you dress better you know like I can see it to this extent like having to go through a, a case like this that police would also treat a kid like this especially in the 2000s and believe me i don't think there's anything wrong with dressing however you want but maybe as an authority figure if a kid is looking different or acting different maybe ask like why they may want to reject the societal norms maybe there's a reason behind that and it's not just because they're bad they're devils because they're probably nice people that are going through some shit you know so this has to change this has to change in our lifetime and you see this even with the amaranth situation for the most part i've seen people being extremely supportive to her yeah but some people are
3: like oh she had a husband the whole time i want my money back well that for sure which is just like fuck you
2: what did you think you were gonna date her that's kind of on you dude but there still is this underlying thread of people going well what did she think was going to happen if she was doing sexy hot tub streams like Of course she's going to get human trafficked.
3: That's a weird thing of like, I'm giving you what you want and you're mad at me for that. Why are you mad? Shouldn't you be happy you're being given what you want?
2: Yeah. And most people, again, I will say most people I've seen be very supportive. But there is that just current of people. You know, a lot of them are probably just shit posting. But I do think some people truly think, well... What do you expect if this is what you're doing? Probably half of them also pay her. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's just crazy. I'm going to
3: treat you like shit, and that's your fault.
2: Yeah. And and beyond that, if she had wanted to do the hot tub streams on her own, that's great. But she also said expressly that he forced her into doing it. And that's still not enough for some people because she's an imperfect victim. So... It almost seems like Torres knows like what an empty vessel he is. And he tries to siphon off of his child fans in every way he can think of, not just in the physical sense, but it's already been documented many times that mostly it's women and young girls who wrote the lyrics for him. And that's a twofold win because he doesn't have to use his little brains to come up with anything. And the lyrics are going to appeal to little girls because little girls wrote them. Oh, his main reason for adopting this lifestyle anyway was to get that. And so getting these kids and these women to write lyrics for him, it's basically like asking a child exactly what he did, asking a child to write songs for him to appeal to children. So basically, you know, I say it because people have commented that he's smart yeah. because he's gotten away with this for so long. But to me, I think his needs are just so basic that him focusing on this just one thing Can give the illusion of his intelligence because it's like that concept of if you lose one sense, all of your other senses are heightened and magnified. I think it's like that if you don't have a full emotional range. Your needs are more easily fulfilled because you don't have any sort of qualms about crushing other people or.
3: Hobbies. He's not like, I got to stop raping this girl at four because I've got my German class. Exactly.
2: You know, he's got nothing else going on. Correct. And so it's this illusion of, oh, he must be so clever. But it's like, no, he just has to think about the one thing all day. So if you only had one thing to think about, you probably would be kind of good at it, especially if you're surrounded by children. You would seem smart, I guess, as an adult. God, I mean, but who knows? Who knows what, what is rolling around in that little potato head of his if you see him without the contour and the wigs, he does look like a potato.
3: And like you were saying, if he goes to trial, we get to see him without makeup.
2: Yes, which will be fun. Yeah. Um, without his, his all of his little accouchement.
3: <laughs> so.
1: Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. This secret friendship
2: with a child, it's not a friendship, but played it off as though they were friends.
3: We're just friends, you know. I'd have sex with my friends. Yeah,
2: my friends were in elementary school. He was consistently sexually assaulting Leinhardt, often violently in the guise of
3: teaching them BDSM. Oh, this is so... This is why I didn't want to join that thing, that sex thing, yeah, is because, you know, with a partner that's willing and like you're both talking about it, A-OK, great. But so many people are in there that just abuse the shit out of that lifestyle.
2: Yeah. And there are, I think, really safe spaces for BDSM play with full consent. But even people within that community talk about the problems within that, that the people come in with just the intent of hurting when actually like sub-dom play is very consensual and a healthy, if you're in that healthy world. Yeah. But regardless- You can't teach healthy BDSM to a 10-year-old. So, mind you, this little child at the time didn't know what a vagina was the first time Torres assaulted them because they were in, like, fifth grade. Oh. So, over the course of the next two years, Damien asserts that they spent Lots of times with the band, well, mostly like a year and a half, lots of time with the band, including Jayvon Vaughn and Jeffree Star, witnessing them there multiple times and knew Damien, though both of those men would later deny that they knew them.
3: Oh, my God, Natalie. What if I was like, because sometimes we will have a couple drinks here after a show. And I was like, this is my friend. This is my friend. And they're <sighs> 10 years old. And I was like, come hang out with us. And then I guess we're just all supposed to go like, cool. cool. All right. Well, I'm going to be over there, I guess. We're just swimming in the pool and like having yeah. a cocktail and like I
2: truly truly from the bottom of my heart believe that if I witnessed that, that I would freak the fuck out. Yeah, you would clothe yourself and be like, "Get out." Yeah, I'd go, "Amber, we need to have a discussion about your choices." They know they're my friend. <laughs> so, yes, Javon and Jeffrey Starr were very young at the time, but they were adults. And the thing that really bums me out about it, and it's one of the reasons I have a hard time fully sympathizing with Jay, is that he still has not come forward and acknowledged the part he played in Damien's Torment online. And also doesn't seem to want to acknowledge that they knew who Damien was. When Damien has a lot of evidence to the contrary. So that being said, though Torres also psychologically controlled Javon, I completely acknowledge that. He would go to such extremes as controlling his money and and also preventing him from receiving crucial HIV medication in order to coerce him to go on tour and play shows when he was extremely sick. With That's HIV. disgusting.
3: Someone wrote to me about that. Really? I saw that. If whoever you are, when you wrote, I did see that message. Sorry, I didn't respond. But that is like next level disgusting. They need that medicine. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely psychological imprisonment what if i held withheld insulin from somebody and was like well if you do this little task for me i'll give it to you you would probably be kind of a piece of
2: shit (laughs) yeah i do acknowledge that it's not that i'm saying like fuck jayvon but i just i wish that he would come forward and acknowledge damien and his involvement with it because i believe as far as i know he still has not and that sucks because this was a little girl a little person and maybe he has and i missed it but Yeah. So that's just all I wanted to say about that. But fast forward a little over a year from when Torres starts making contact with Damien. There was and maybe still is, it might still be up, a website called Sticky Drama. Ooh, I like it. It's you don't like it's you don't want to be around that shit. Oh, is it's, this
3: like another one of those starlight streamers or whatever? Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. Just no. like it sounds like something else. <laughs> no, it's not that
2: bad. But it's one of those T message board websites where it's sort of like what Perez Hilton used to do, but for mm. like not as famous people. Okay. There's several of them that exist. But this one, you know, it's one called Sticky Drama and it's one where people can kind of just like decimate each other through rumors. It's like very MySpace looking. Well, it is from that era. There's also another famous one called Lol Cow, which I believe is still active. I understand this from a personal level. Unfortunately, there was one called The Dirty. Because you were on it. I was on it. It might still exist. I'm not sure. But I was once posted on it by one of Bam Margera's ex-girlfriends, who was 41 years old at the time, by the way, because I've been friends with him for a long time. And I guess that she didn't like that. So it said all this, like, really awful stuff. And, you know, then it's followed just by comments of people calling you ugly and all this stuff. And just, like, really... Really fun shit. Yeah. It was the first thing that came up with my name for a long time when you Googled me. It it still might be there. It's super cool. And I was a grown adult in my 20s when that happened. And it felt so bad. Violating. And this little child who had their rape posted about when they were 11 years old on this sticky drama website. I can't even fathom what that would be like. I can't like it's hard for me to wrap my mind around that happening to somebody. As an adult,
3: that was traumatizing. As an 11-year-old, are you kidding me? Yeah, you were already raped, and now it's being posted about online, and now strangers are commenting on it. So
2: basically, this was posted because, like I said, this is a place where you can, like, anonymously post drama about people, right? What can go wrong there? (laughs) Um, So this was posted by a friend of Damien's who was in the same age range of them, who they had confided in about the situation. And this friend went on Maybe it was with good intention to try to, like, talk about it, but I don't know. It might have just been to be mean. But they posted about this assault, but didn't call it assault. It was basically because they were kids. It was like, Davi Vanity's got a, a friend with benefits with an 11-year-old. Ugh. And after that, you would think, oh, well, this would probably really fuck up Torres's life. But no, Damien's life imploded with this posting, despite the fact that they themselves had never claimed the assault. And in fact, when it was posted, Damien denied that it happened because they say now that they were scared for obvious reasons. Regardless, Torres unleashed a torrent of hate and intimidation on this 11-year-old child. It's so unbelievable to me somebody would do this. But as a result of that, in a very understandable way, in order to be an 11-year-old edgelord who was probably very scared, Damien made a YouTube video basically like trying to call out the haters because they really didn't understand the gravity of this entire situation. And nobody was protecting them, so they – lashed out you know told people that they were gonna like put a glock in their mouth or whatever just said a bunch of like edgelord shit
3: yeah well this is also early internet age i mean we were looking at like rotten.com mm-hmm. it was you know vi- live leak stuff yeah. of the war isn't this like the war in um, iraq uh is this around that time probably 2000, like, well 2009 yeah we're yeah. like looking
2: at bombs and shit yeah also this video is not I've watched it. It's not like a school shooter situation. It's a kid just trying to defend themselves. It's not scary. Unfortunately, this only egged on Taurus, and the pile-on became borderline criminal very rapidly. People lost it on Damien. The torment was seemingly endless. Damien's house was swatted. People would send deliveries to their house, would prank call all day and all night, all kinds of awful things. They made false police reports about her father, I mean, this was all in the span of about a week after this post was put up on Sticky Drama.
3: Wow, and people wonder why victims don't come forward. Why didn't you come forward earlier? I don't know, because you'll swat my house? Yeah,
2: yeah, exactly. It got to the point where an 11-year-old Damien posted a video where they're crying and saying that the fans have ruined their life and their father gets on camera behind them. And this becomes a meme. And Amber, I think this is the thing that you were mentioning a couple episodes ago. Yeah, I was completely unaware of this situation because I was an adult woman. At the time this happened, But this apparently was like a huge thing that was happening
3: in the scene scene. That's got to be horrible as the father because you want to protect your child. That's your whole job. Right. But you don't know what the Internet is. It's kind of new and you don't understand all these strangers talking about them and kind of what this is. So you you would start yelling. like You ruined her life. What are you doing? You're fucking up. You know, and
2: their father was also a very flawed person he did some things that weren't great to Damien as well but not to the extent that people accuse him of doing he was by no means a perfect man but yes exactly when he was doing that it was coming from a place of wanting to protect Damien from stuff that he didn't understand like their father didn't know what the fuck to do with the situation yeah and so he did a thing that made him a joke to people which was screaming at her and he said the infamous line you done goofed which I didn't know was infamous, but now doing all this research, I know how infamous that became. Which is something that would be funny to middle school kids. Wow, maybe
3: not men in their mid twenties. You know, if somebody says that shit to you, be like, "You done goofed!" <laughs> like, ask them to explain it slowly. So, why do you think that's funny? See, because this guy, like, they said he's like raping this eleven-year-old, and like her dad, and then her, da- and then her, her dad, dad came got mad, and her dad got mad. That is
2: hilarious. Okay, great, got it. I love that meme. That's so funny. I (sighs) So this makes me so mad. So it became a meme. People were tormenting Damien even further after this video comes out. And one thing, it's not okay, but I get why little kids would kind of pile on. But these two grown men, who I mean, Jay and Torres, them mocking this child because they put out a video basically reenacting it and making fun of it. So these two grown men, one of whom raped the little girl, go on this tirade on the internet and get their fans to just destroy this family from the inside out. And then they wrote and produced a song making fun of the child called You Done Goofed. Oh. Here are some of the lyrics from possibly one of the worst pieces of shit that has ever defiled to my ears. Regardless of the lyrics, they are so fucking terrible. It's so bad it sounds like a parody of a band.
3: Yeah, I don't give a shit. About your insecurities. Your attempts to get my attention doesn't bother me. But when you cross that line and drag my name through the dirt, believe me, girl, you're going to feel all my hurt. And I'd love to think that when you talk to your shrink, he points out the reason that your life stinks. And you're the cause for all this motherfucking bullshit. Regret meeting me as your last dying wish. My name and reputation won't be the target of a slut. I'll be on top of the world, and you'll be cutting yourself fucked. They released that song on Damien's 12th birthday. What a garbage. That's like the gaslighting, I don't know what you call it, Gaslight girl boss, where they're just like, no, I did this thing, but you can't call it out. The fact that you called out the thing that I did is worse. Yeah, and also a child. He called a 12-year-old a
2: slut in that song. And people were like, yeah. Do you guys listening? Do you hear the words that I am saying that in the year 2010, it was completely fine for an adult man to call a 12 year old girl a slut in a
3: song? And people were like, hell yeah, we're fine. Get her. I do notice a trend lately where people are like, come get dressed with me. Like I'm in 2009. And it's like a fun, like, Oh, wouldn't it be fun if we live back then? A lot of younger people are thinking that. And I'm like, you don't want to be living back then because all these social expectation norms that we have today about like social justice and whatnot and the they them pronoun mm-hmm. that did not exist back then. Absolutely. They not. were calling 12 year old sluts. Yep. And everybody seemed like
2: it was fine. At the time, Blood on the Dance Floor was at the peak of their success. They had record labels. They had deals. They were like, this was when they were doing really well, when they were making songs about 12-year-olds that they raped. People danced to it. Yeah. So, of course, this like unleashed a whole new level of torment on Damien and their family. And then, of course, Torres fucking went on to dox the child on their Twitter. He wrote a
3: tweet that said, Here's lady, no good attitudes. Phone number, blank. You, the fan, should totally call and tell her how you feel. Hashtag S-G-T-C-R-T. Fuck you, man. You're asking people, how is this, again, like how, if you were to do this today, it would be illegal. Like Twitter would dox you, you'd be off. Again, another thing of like, today has its problems for sure. But if you were to put a stranger's phone number on Twitter. A child's phone A child's and ask people to call them and dox them, you would be suspended forever. And also, just like bullied
2: off of the internet, which he has now. Fortunately, Gen Z has bullied him off of most spaces, even though he still exists. He has a TikTok that he leaves live with just two posts in order, I assume, to try to prey on more little girls. But mostly, anytime he comes back, Gen Z, who shouldn't have to be dealing with this, no, they have, have their to, own problems. Yeah, have to be bullying this man off the internet. So he's written several songs actually about. The rape accusations, all of them unsurprisingly making him sound like the victim in the situation. That's the
3: ultimate bad boy is when they're the victim. Mm -hmm. I'm the victim because they said I did the bad thing.
2: If you have dozens and dozens of credible rape accusations. I'm sure there's a world in which it can exist where there's a wide conspiracy against you, but it's almost impossible For that to happen, unless you've actually
3: done it. It's kind of like, kind of, kind of like when you go on a date with somebody and they're like, all my ex-girlfriends, they're bitches. Yeah. Every single one. Are they? Every single one. My mom tried to hook me up with this man in Mississippi and she's like, his ex-wife, she's just a B-I-T-C-H. And then his girlfriend, also a bad girl. I tell you, all these women are crazy. And I was like, every girl, every single girl he's had was crazy. That's interesting. And there's no common denominator, huh? No. Mm -mm. Did your mom actually spell the curse word out? Uh, Yes. (laughs) That's kind of (laughs) cute. She wanted me to marry him. She was like, you need to come back and live. What if I quit this show? And I go back and I marry that man in Mississippi. You know, I want to be happy for you, but
2: (laughs) I would actually think that there I would like I would be scared. I would Mm -hmm. feel like I'd need an intervention.
3: Of some sort, I could live on his farm. I could be one of those farm life trad girls. I would not be having bruised knees right now, that's for sure. <laughs> I don't know. I'd, I'd don't still have bruised fine. eyes. Have to,
2: yeah, I, that. I you think know, <laughs> you'd still have to farm. Yeah, which would probably get you some scabby knees. Please don't do that, Amber. <laughs> so <laughs> there's a song he put out, literally called "Crucified by Your Lies," where he likens himself to Christ. Oh, God because of he's being crucified by all of these children he assaulted. Most of his songs are extremely sexual in nature, which is just another perplexing layer to me as to why parents would let their children hang out with him, sometimes even accompanying them, their children to the shows and to stay at his house. Whoa. And their songs are not just sexual, but violently sexual, like degradation, violence, forcing sex on girls. It's just as a parent, even if you thought he was a nice guy or whatever, all of his songs are about little girls choking on his dick. Why? What? No, I just short circuited. <laughs> all of this was so affecting Damien and their family. It really shattered an already fragile home life. Their father was arrested for hitting them, and eventually Damien was moved into foster care for a time. Oh, Damien. Then their father died of a heart attack relatively young. It's hard to not connect some of these things in part to the barrage of hate and stress that the family was receiving on a daily basis. There's no direct evidence, but it seems like a lot of this probably... It couldn't have helped yeah. that they were being doxxed and abused and, and like harassed every day. He's
3: probably an angry man to begin with. Mm-hmm. And then this happened.
2: Right. And of course, this is going to also have lasting mental health issues for a child. How well-adjusted Damien is is impressive to me. I mean, they were being tortured. Damien even ended up on Good Morning America during this whole debacle where they addressed the cyberbullying
3: aspect of it. But magically, not the sexual assault. Oh, that sexual assault seems a lot for Good Morning America. Don't people wake up at like 4 a.m. and hold up signs and be like, hey, kiss the cook. I think
2: it was like an hour three or four after all that shit. Okay.
3: But watching
2: it is pretty maddening. (laughs) They are most concerned with the profanity aspect of this little kid. They're going, why the profanity, (laughs) Jesse?" Yet no mention of the whole reason that this little girl was making the videos in
3: the first place. Where she says, oh, my God, she said swears. She said swears in her videos. That is such a 2009 situation where they're like, I can't believe they were cursing. That's like you weren't allowed to watch The Simpsons because they say say, eat my shorts. And I'm like, I just saw a war video where a bomb went off and you let me watch that. Yeah. Like, what's going
2: on? For sure. And that is still a thing that I think some people think of morals. It's the same with, like, if he's wearing khaki pants and a tucked in shirt, he's definitely safe which is not the case a lot of the time. So it's on YouTube. You can go look it up. It is really frustrating because they don't at all address the reason that this child was making these hater videos, which is a post suggesting that she is being raped by a semi-known musician. No mention of how or why the cyberbullying started. It's almost like they were just half blaming her, like we've talked about. This is how guys like Torres get away with this shit. This is how it happens. All GMACs is a feral little girl who swears and wears wild clothes and they could care less what happened to them.
3: Yeah, that's what abusers do is they groom you. And then they push, 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 push you. So then you act out and you Mm -hmm. curse in a video. Or maybe you like go through Ralph's and like throw a can of soup down because you're angry and you're upset and you don't know where to put these feelings because Mm -hmm. you've been groomed and you're like, this doesn't feel right. So then people look at your actions and they're like, ah, what you did was bad. Mm -hmm. And that's a much easier finger to point than like why are you you upset? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So
2: it's not only TV people. Once the cops were called based on one of the fake accusations that blood on the dance floor's fans were throwing around at damien's family they basically called the police and said that damien's father was dosing them with pcp was molesting them these things that weren't real and when the cops arrived which is what we heard on that clip we listened to damien tried to tell them about the rape and they did not give a fuck about it they just wanted to talk about their dad (sighs) Poor Damien, man. Not in a, like, oh, I feel so sorry for them kind of way. But I'm just, I'm so disgusted with the sheer number of adults who failed this little child. Yeah. We can't do this, dude. Like, societally, we have to be better than this. Yeah, moving forward, we change this. We have to. This is a pattern repeated over and over and over again with Torres as many child victims. But as several of his survivors have said, little girls don't stay little forever. Ugh. There have been so many brave, awesome women and people who've repeatedly come forward to tell their stories and to take action against him. And one in particular, who's become a center resource for many of the survivors, is a woman named Mal Levy. She was assaulted by Torres at age 15 and then briefly worked as a merch girl for him at age 17. Fortunately, she escaped that situation pretty rapidly. She's grown up and gone on to have a career in music and like a booking agent kind of thing, I think, and has been on the forefront of this expose of Torres. I bring her up because her interviews are very valuable. I mean, all of the Survivor's videos are very valuable, but on the advocate front, I think it's really important to listen to her. And in one video, she posted to her own channel because she has done interviews with Chris Hansen in Repzilla and probably others but she has her own channel too where she speaks in one video she posted she discussed something that i think is important to acknowledge which is there are some people who are chastising the women for not coming forward or not coming forward fast enough not just with their own assault but some who perhaps witnessed the bad behavior firsthand on other girls and mal's gotten some of that ire and I'm here to say that you can't expect a traumatized and vulnerable kid or young adult to swoop in and save everyone. It should have been the authorities. It should have been the actual adults in the situation.
0: Everything is changing so fast. I mean, back in my day, we were lucky if we could get one video to load. But now with the Xfinity 10G network, you can power a house full of devices at once with ultra low lag. The future starts now. Restrictions apply. Actual speeds vary and not guaranteed.
2: To expect a young person, often a teenager, who witnessed him assaulting somebody to say that it's their fault somehow. If you have that reaction, I'm going to assume that you've never been in that situation. Yeah.
3: And I've like as a teenager witnessed something and I told the adults and people were like, you're lying, you ruined his Mm -hmm. life. And then I got in trouble. Mm -hmm. So it's like, what do you want? I don't come forward soon enough. Mm -hmm. I came forward too late. You came forward too soon. Mm -hmm. What do you want? What do you want from me?
2: They want it to just go away and it's just not going to. Sorry, it's not going to go away. But please don't, you know, say, oh, this girl saw another girl getting assaulted. Fuck you. You've never been in that situation. And if you've
3: never been in that situation, I'm glad. I'm not saying you've had it easy, you fucking idiot. Yeah, but I've never been snowboarding. I don't have, you know, something to say about that. I'm not looking at snowboarding videos and like they did it wrong. Oh, I would love if you started a channel, though,
2: where you just criticized a bunch of things, you don't know, just like a about. bitch. Yeah. <laughs> that looks stupid. You, I don't like that. So, yeah, please don't do that. If you want to help change it and move forward. This is not the way to go. Like, why didn't you? Why didn't you? I know that I have said with Jay Vaughn, like, I wish that they would come forward now. That's really all I would hope in that situation. Just to like validate the awful trauma that Damien went through that regardless of Javon being also victimized, he had a part in like this torment. And that's all I would hope from that. But please don't accuse a young girl of not doing enough to stop another rape. Like, are you kidding me? But another point, like you were just saying, Mal touches on is a whole truth, which is no one gave a shit in the 2000s about men on girl assault. It was so normalized. It was often like one, not anything would have been done. And two, if it was reported by a kid, they would have potentially put a target on their own back. Yeah. They would have been the bad why are you coming in with all this drama? Why da, da da da? There's so many reasons to not. So please don't do this. If you want actual justice, just don't blame the traumatized girls. I would definitely recommend you watch any of her interviews, but specifically that one on her own channel where she explains why she didn't come forward with what she saw when she was younger. I don't think she actually owes anyone an explanation, but I think it's valuable because it really delves into what a lot of us have experienced, too, where she goes into her own history that actually involves she did try to get a different child rapist in jail before the Davi situation that resulted in the man's death. It's a harrowing story, but when she was 14, before this happened with Davi, she went through a whole other—I think she was 14. She was on the younger end. Where she was trying to help get another child molester in jail, and he tried to run away. And when he did, he died because he fell off a building Ooh. or something. And so this little girl's then left with the feeling that she killed a man. And also people, because he was also a cool hip scene guy, people blamed her and called her a whore and stuff. It I mean fucking hell, <laughs> dude. Like, give everyone, can, can like, universe just, like, let Mal live now? Like, give her a break? Because that's crazy. So there's many reasons why a girl, she did try to help, and it ruined her young life, and then it happened again to her. So another woman who's really stepped up to the plate is a woman named Ashley Lily who now goes by Ash Lorraine on socials, who unfortunately, but unsurprisingly, was also assaulted by Torres and who has also stepped up and become, like, a safe haven for young girls who she's mentioned are still being groomed by Torres, who have come to her later on and been
3: like trying to
2: sort out what to do. He's still doing this. What
3: are these like poor girls being sacrificed to the altar of male depravity? I like don't... we just have to keep throwing them at this altar to like appease this cricket of a man. God, I mean, he sucks so hard. Like I just. <laughs>
2: So she is like taking people's stories in and she herself is so young. She's currently 27 and she's taking on this work on top of what seems to be based on her public post that her mother just died from COVID. Oh, my God. We'll be reaching out to these women so we can talk to them if they would like to talk and give some updates. But I just really admire all the work she's done. And lastly, I would like to bring up Ash Costello. She is the singer of the band New Year's Day. That's a fun name. Yeah. And went on several tours with Torres with her band was coming up. They were on tour with Blood on the Dance Floor. I don't want to leave this subject on a sour note, which is why I'm bringing her up. And well, there's more shit, but I'm bringing up because (laughs) Ash Costello is like a description of the best of them. I just want listeners and survivors to know that we care and other people care, including women like Ash Costello, that we're not going to let this drop, and neither are many of the women who were victimized by him. No,
3: we're going to be those nagging women they talk about. Yeah, Quote, definitely. unquote.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I'll nag you to fucking death.
3: Yeah. I'm working
2: on getting a hold of her. She was also on the 2011 warp Tour with me, and I, I did actually do a kill scene with her. Huh. <laughs> and she was lovely, and her band was cool. They were totally normal people, which... Shouldn't have to be expressed, but after the experience I talked about with Blood the Dance Floor, I guess I have to acknowledge that they're just normal. Wow, she didn't rape a child. and She didn't act like a weird adult little boy in a go-kart when I was <laughs> yeah. trying to talk and to her.
3: And didn't he go tee-hee-hee? Didn't he say that? It was in
2: essence, that's what he did. Okay. So Ash has a slightly different experience with Torres that many of the girls he attacked didn't have, which was Ash was already an adult when they she first encountered him. And they were actually, again, paired together as bands by, I believe they had a label that they were both on that wanted them to tour together. So she witnessed him from a slightly different vantage point, but one that is haunting in its own right. Right. While she was never in the situation of straight sexual assault, he tormented her in really different and sadistic ways that are disturbing from a psychological standpoint. For one, she did vocals on a track of theirs, and when they were touring together, she would come out on stage with Blood on the Dance Floor to sing that song with them. She reported this on her own, but also there's many uploads of their live performances online. You can see that he would grope her on stage simulate that she was blowing him or say stuff like you have to suck my dick to make it in this industry oh. like on stage and at the time because it was more normal and because she was an up-and-coming band she just sort of like played it off because that's what you do in those situations i'm very familiar with it in different capacities where some guy's doing something really fucked up and you have to be like yeah <laughs> isn't
3: that cool God. fun i like this there reminds me of improv scenes early on improv like, because you had to yes and. Yeah. And there were always dudes to be like, how about you suck my dick? But luckily, thank God, there were teachers in place that were like, actually, no. And let's unpack that. Why did you say that to her? Well, have you tried therapy for yeah, yeah. one time? I know, yeah. I don't want to say the theater, but I know improv isn't exactly just like gleaming with all these pretty special, precious boys. It also has its thing, but mm-hmm. I'm very happy that the teachers were like, no.
2: Yeah. No, it's good because exactly like when she was in that situation there's nobody stopping it so she just went, "Yeah, I like this. Yeah. I'm uh, I'm a team player." Then there was this thing he did to her when he was off stage that specifically gives me chills.
4: And this progressed though, Ash, to a point where you had an interaction with Davi that was downright scary. Tell me about that.
6: So <clears throat> this is the first tour. This is all the rage. And we're nearing the, the end of the tour because it was a, it was a Halloween-themed tour. And um, it's Halloween night. I've already played. I think Blood on the Dance Floor is about to play. And we're playing a venue in Milwaukee called The Rave. And the way the backstage area works in The Rave is it's one big backstage that's divided by curtains. So with me being the female, um, everyone just knew kind of to give me my space or don't, if I am if I say I'm changing, don't cross the curtain. And I would have a guy stand there and like, kind of watch out. So Nikki and my guitar player at the time, Jake Jones were standing at the door, but I guess they weren't paying attention or it was the wrong door or they were talking or whatever. But I'm, you know, rummaging through my suitcase, I'm backstage alone. Um, it's kind of dark, you know, it's not a very brightly lit dressing room as I remember. And I hear a sound. So I stand up as I'm, you know, going through my suitcase and I turn around and there's a figure standing like, like, you know, like this with a cloak and they're wearing a bunny mask and they're just standing there looking at me. Now, the reason I believe this is Davi is cause one, I could see his hair sticking out from behind the mask. It was his height cause he's quite short and it's one of the costumes he wears on stage during that tour so he's not saying anything he's not moving and i'm like kind of playing off like haha you got me you know you startled me good job and out of nowhere he like leapt over all the suitcases and tumbled me to the ground and started choking me choking yeah choking me but i remember this part till the day i die he was choking me so to the point where i could even make like let out a scream or let out the word stop, or you're hurting me. Like, I remember thinking this man knows what he's doing because his thumbs, I specifically remember his thumbs being perfectly in my like airway or whatever you call, I don't know, human anatomy, but it was like perfectly placed to cut off my breathing. And then we uh, had a a talk with him eventually about it when he eventually did apologize. But um, I mean, it was very scary. You know, I remember thinking, this is it. This is where I actually like get choked to death. Like I actually thought that.
4: And why would he do this to you?
6: Ash? I don't know. He never gave me a reason except for, um, it was a Halloween trick. It was a Halloween prank. A Halloween trick. This a is Halloween Halloween prank. Halloween and, and we see him get up and run across. And now when he gets up, like his hood's not on anymore. Like it's his hair. That's his tattoos. Like, you know, you know who he is. That's, It's him. And then we kind of follow like because we're about to go like handle business. Yeah, the boys were to not I don't know any other way to say it, except for they were going to beat the shit out of him. They were going to go on stage, drag him off and and go after him. And I'm the one that told them to stop because they would get in trouble. You know,
4: I would imagine, you know, Nikki, this is your bandmate and, and this is your girl here. You had to be just outraged over this.
6: Oh my God. I was yeah. absolutely livid. Like, you know, you're seeing red. That's all you can think about. And like, in a sense, of course, like Ash stopped us and calm us down, but like you go on the stage and that same man is right up on, on the stage singing all these kids. Yeah, about- he, went, he went to directly performing right after that. So, but we were lit. I mean, we were in the parking lot. We didn't know what to do. We we're like, do we call the police? And I was like, I didn't really see his face and, and uh, we just didn't know what to do and we were a new band it's our first like kind of real tour we had done like a couple weeks on work tour here and there on the on a small stage but this was like our first real venue tour and our first tour with our new record label and i was i didn't want his whiny. i didn't want to come off as complaining i didn't want them to think i wasn't tough enough to handle being a touring musician among all the guys and so ultimately we waited we talked to him and he apologized and said it was a prank and, and we let it go.
4: So he just said it was a prank, even though he had his thumbs right Very right quietly
6: right. around my neck, yeah. I don't, to this day, obviously don't understand how that's a prank, but this person is, as you've seen on a lot of your interviews already, is not like quite right in the head and some of the stuff I'm sure he thinks is appropriate is not what other people would think is appropriate.
3: I love how that he apologized. I'm sorry for almost killing you and deliberately making you terrified. To me, this is reeking
2: of pathology. Like, there's something about that encounter that makes me wonder if he's done things we don't even know about. So horrifying. Like, this is not bullying behavior. This is him fulfilling some strange urge to hurt her. And it was alone. He wasn't even doing it for, like, show or to, like, be... He
3: did it for himself. That's probably why a lot of victims haven't come forward, because I'm sure something like this has happened to them. And they're like, you have this primal thing in the back of your brain that's like, oh, he's going to choke me again.
2: It's hard to imagine that a person would do this but once in their
5: life. Yes. You know what I mean?
2: How are you going to know exactly where to go? Yeah. And even before that, she reports he did really strange, demeaning things to her in front of fans like he just would come up and start drawing with a a marker in our face. And again, one of those things that's so bizarre. And you can see it from the outside now going, oh, this is like a dominance thing. yeah. But at the time, you're just like, oh, I guess we're, we're being crazy to each other. And one of those, you just for yourself normalize it. But it's that kind of behavior where he's slowly getting more and more possessive and humiliating and like all that stuff. To, I, I guess just because he was
3: on tour with somebody who was actually talented. I don't know. That might be it. I definitely used to have early on the comedy scene, this girl, we were kind of like, you know how girl fights happen that are like, there's a lot going on mm-hmm. under the surface, but she would come and like fix my collar on my shirt. Mm-hmm. Things like that to just like it's a small, subtle way of showing dominance. Dominance. Yeah. And I would just be like, ha ha ha. And just kind of back away. Be like, this is fun. Yeah, totally. But I didn't know it at the time. I was like, why do I feel weird?
2: Yeah, totally. I think this is that all the way. and But escalating into what she really wants, which is violence. Anyway, eventually she'd had enough with him. I really recommend, again, her interview with Chris Hansen. Blood on the Dance Floor was the bigger band on the tour at the time. After some altercations, he basically kicked them off the tour, essentially because she wasn't going to put up with his crap. And then he went out and said it was because she was a bitch and because they were like. But did he call her a B-A-T-C-H? He did. That's his one sticking point. That's his limit. (laughs) So this combined with Ash defending herself online led again to a barrage of children attacking her for years Still happens, she says accent to this day, like much less, but still now. though she's gone on to be quite successful and he's living with his mom, so I guess she wins, doesn't she?:
3: Yeah, I just love that he, I mean, I want him in jail, but I do love that he's like done all these concerts and tours, and, and now he's living in his mom's basement, mm-hmm. like a Cretan.
2: So basically, I want to say that Ash has been outspoken about this for many, many years. And while the justice system has repeatedly failed, she has not let up. And I'm going to guess that she still hasn't. Hopefully, we can make some contact. She has been pursuing this with detectives since 2012. Ten years she's been working on this. I cannot admire her more. And yes, ten years is insane and awful. But I say it because... I want people to know that there are people out there who will not just brush this off. And she has been actively collecting evidence over these years. There was, in fact, a USB filled with evidence that she handed over to the Orange County police way back then. And she discovered, I believe, whenever she was doing the HuffPo expose in 2018, that the cops had destroyed the evidence. What?
3: He's got to be in bed with a cop somehow. No fucking way. Why? Whoa! It's, it, I
2: just. This is how I become the Joker. Like this is my origin story. <laughs> I, I. I'm. It, I. I. I don't know if it was malicious or if it's just because our justice system is so inept. But they say it's because they destroy evidence after two years. Which again, I don't
3: understand why they would do that. Whoa! Do you think one cop just had a cup of coffee and was like, "I spilled it." Oh, could could, could be. Because on top of that,
2: her stepmother was also a sex crimes detective at the time. And she couldn't
3: even help because we hate women this much in this country. This is like one of the, you know, when those like stupid bros are like, name one law that goes against women in this country. You could just start pulling this shit up.
2: It's true. I mean, basically, this her stepmother told her. That because his crimes were so prolific and widespread,
3: that is too many counties to work together. And it would be so much paperwork. How is the FBI not involved? They get together when you cross straight straight lines. I'm with you,
2: dude. I don't know why it's taken. Well, the FBI got involved during 2020 stuff. And I hope that they're still involved. (laughs) We destroyed. Where the fuck are you? But at the time, literally... The way our laws are set up, because he had raped so many girls, it was too much rape for them
3: to pursue him. Whoa, well, I guess, like, that's how you get away with it. Don't rape one girl. Rape all- A hundred. A hundred. Holy I mean, shit. The, we can't, we you know, like, hate women. We hate them Holy so much, Holy shit. Yeah. Can you imagine if a woman did this to hundreds of men? No. Like, oh, she stuck her finger in the man's asshole, you know? hundred 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 times like pegged him when he didn't want it, she uh-huh. would be in jail. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Women go to jail for killing their traffickers. Yep. Yep.
2: So that's how that went. But this is where we all come in. Literally the only thing that seems to move the pendulum at all is by being annoying. By nagging. Yeah, we got to nag. This cannot be the way that we handle these situations. We can't, as a country, do this. Who can say that this was good the way that this was handled? As I've said, this will not go away. I can't have it, dude. I can't can't sleep at night knowing this is how this goes. Like, as I've said, I could do 20 more episodes on this topic, but we have just one more episode on parasocial exploitation. However, this is far from over we can't rest until we see some actual movement. This is one of those ones that like with El Cho, which also is not over. It just it connects to me personally I and mean, I really genuinely care about every subject we cover. But I think it's just human nature that if you
3: feel like an internal connection to something, it just hits you more. Yeah. And this is why a lot of predator men want girls saddled with an older man and having kids every single cycle. Boom, 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 boom. So then you don't have time to do this shit because obviously this isn't being solved by dudes. It takes Mm-mm. two nagging bitches to get it done. Yeah. And by the way, we're not doing it. These women have been... Oh, yeah, like we have Ash- a lot of other women. Sorry.
2: No, of course. No, I know what you mean. But yeah, we have have like women like Ash who have been clawing at this. Something that should be so simple to stop. Like, this is a prolific child rapist. Why are you making these women re-traumatize themselves over and over and over again? It's inhuman. I just oh you um, got you got a little flooded then Natalie. <laughs> this is not gonna go but we're gonna be doing especially after we end the season we'll be doing some streams hopefully with some of the people who want to talk and we're going to get back to the messages i promise you of people who've reached out to us about their own experiences with this person and we're gonna stay on top of it yeah sorry for the screaming if anybody was listening yeah, to it we the women earbuds. your pastors
3: warned you about it's true
2: (laughs) we are fucking saucy pert and greasy man I can't I can't be any other way so we'll be back next week to conclude parasocial exploitation you can follow us at someplace underneath and meet meet Natty Jean Amber Smelson y'all better also stay saucy pert and greasy out there you know these dudes gotta be running from us make them scared (laughs)
4: This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors, you can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com.
0: Everything is changing so fast. I mean, back in my day, we were lucky if we could get one video to load. But now with the Xfinity 10G network, you can power a house full of devices at once with ultra low lag. The future starts now.
1: Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus is central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions.